You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the LA International Church of Christ family of churches, worshiping God in LA since 1989. All right, good morning. It's been a while. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm so grateful to be back here. Lena and I uh, took a kind of like a whirlwind tour of all of the West Coast and, uh, you know, went up to Portland, went to Denver, and it's great uh, to be back. We miss everyone. This morning I came in, I felt kind of giddy, you know, it's kind of, it's great to see everybody and just kind of talking through things and uh, it's great to see everyone here today. Uh, today's a special day. We'll welcome back uh, the campus as well. Uh, Pepperdine is starting tomorrow. And then uh, UCLA starting tomorrow as well. And then uh, SMC, I think you guys are taking a break until February, right? Winter session is going on, but SMC is like, so if you need any help and stuff like that, give SMC a call because uh, they're going to be free for the next few weeks, except for the winter session guys. So Alina and I are so grateful uh, to be back here. I know there's going to be some changes and stuff like that, so we'll get a chance to talk about that as well. Why don't we start off with a word of prayer? Father, good morning to you, God, and Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, we're so grateful to be together, and I know that people are trickling in uh, from throughout uh, the country and throughout the whole area as well. People are visiting from different churches and our friends and family here with us today as well. God, we're so grateful to you that we can meet together. I pray that this morning that we can honor you with the word that we're going to be sharing today, that uh, the word will really have an impact in our lives. That as we begin the year, God, we really think about who you are, that we honor you with just attentiveness and, uh, God, to, to the word that was paid for by, as David shared, Jesus himself, God, who died for us on the cross. God, bless us this morning, and uh, God, help us to really be blessed by you as we listen to your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As I mentioned, uh, we have some special people here with us today, and I want to introduce uh, Josh uh, Savoy. He... Uh, is coming back from active duty in the military. Josh, why don't you stand on up? It's, uh, he was in the Navy for a few years and uh, he just got out of the Navy. So Josh is going to be with us for a while. And I want to welcome just uh, a lot of our friends to the Golds are here from Malibu. They're visiting us. Uh, and then there they are, spot in the middle. And then also we have some special guests, Hayes and Cameron, friends of the Doe's. Uh, I do feel a little pressure from Hayes. I met Hayes this morning, and she said that, man, great service last week, uh, great lesson. So that's why we're here. So next week, if Hayes is not here, then you know how she feels about my sermon today. <laughs> so that's how I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to try to do my best. But uh, we want to start off the year, as David said, to, you know, the customary thing is to do what? To set up goals, Right. And a lot of those goals, sometimes we end out in frustration because it's so hard to achieve some of the goals that we set. And by the end of the first month, we kind of forgotten already what those goals are. So today I want to look at some scriptures to talk about what does the Bible teach us about how to achieve some of the goals we want in our lives. Okay? But before we do that, I have some explanation to do. The West is going through a bit of a transition. My glasses. And, uh, you know, some of the words that we were trying to get out last, towards the end of the year, uh, I know communication's a little bit tough because of the holidays and stuff like that. And then Lena and I took off for our holiday as well. And uh, we did explain some of the transition that we're going to be doing during our midweek, but I want to go through that again, okay? 
So I know that some of you guys are thinking, well, are they, is, is Ken and Lena moving to Denver? Why are they in Denver? Uh, we're, we're in Denver because we wanted to do some skiing. <laughs> and, uh, and why were you in Portland? We went to Portland because I had to pick up a car for Nicole. And it's an old car that my sister had left. So we came down and went to San Francisco because my mom is there. So Lena and I are not going anywhere. We are staying here on the west side. Thank you. I was like, oh, boo, get out of here. I was just kidding. Uh, so, yeah, we, we were just, I had a great vacation, by the way, because of this. That starting the new year at Lounsbury, Stephen Carey will be coming in to lead the west side. And Lena and I decided to step down for various reasons. And I think one of them is that I feel like we need, you know, just after being here for four years, we took over the west, took over, you know, we led the west when it was going through quite a bit of turmoil. And in the last four years, I feel like the West has grown quite a bit. I love our fellowship. I think people come in, that's the first thing that they notice. I think we've grown a lot. I personally feel like there are times and period in uh, the Church of a Life where you need new and fresh perspectives. And we feel like the Lounsberries, as seasoned as they are, will really be able to take the West really even higher. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. Even and I are really excited. Now, we're a little bit sad, to be honest. You know, we love the West, and we've been here for four years and trying to do different things and trying to get it stronger, and I think that we've accomplished some of that, but we do also feel like it's time to really take the West higher as well. And when the Lounsbury, uh, you know, were thinking about transitioning themselves, we had a chance to meet them at one of the conferences, and just, I think, the God, that God, the Spirit of God, really moved in a great way. And we start talking about just how we're going to really, we want to think, you know, we're thinking about transitioning. You know, we really need, this is where the West is at. And the Lounsbury are really at a caliber of leading. They were supposed to lead the whole entire uh, uh, Inland Empire uh, region. So we really felt like this is a great opportunity for them to come in. So Lena and I are stepping back from our role as uh, the lead couple of the West Side. And the Lounsbury are moving in uh, starting this week to take over the West. So if you have any questions, problems, situations, I will give you their number after the service today. I must say, I'll be honest, I, I gotta be honest with you, uh, this was one of the best vacations I've ever had. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, because, you know, leading a church is funny, because leading a church is not, you know, you don't get tired by digging a hole, you know, for 10 hours a day. That's not where the fatigue comes from. The fatigue comes from just the feeling of just people and just what they're going through, and just vicariously feeling the same weight, you know. So I think having the the last break coming in, spats, and us stepping back, I think it'll really create a great team to start building uh, for the West Side. And I think that's a really good team. So I hope you agree with that, and I think you'll see that as time goes up, okay? All right, I'm going to get comfortable here, and I appreciate what David shared about, you know, uh, I you know, people wear jackets to hide them, so I ate a lot during this break. And I, I kind of wore this to hide myself. But I got new confidence since David says that it's cool to be round. So here I am, all right? So I'm good. This is going to be a very interesting year for us as we talked about with our church. So I hope you be patient with the transition. Lounsbury's will be coming in. They're going to take some time to really figure some things out. So we're going to really give them some time to do that. Amen? Amen. So it's going to be a transition uh, time for about three months. Everything's going to stay the same. Nothing's going to change. Lena and I will still be on campus. You know, Dink and Emma will still help uh, lead the, the singles ministry. Tan Tan, you're still with the 
uh, family ministry. One of the things that I talked to Steve about was that he and Carrie would really love to come in and get to know y'all. And so he will be, he, they will be going into uh, your groups and just to get to know who you are, different groups throughout the first three months. And that way you get to know them. They'll get a chance to hear your story. You get a chance to hear their story as well. Okay. Really excited about that. Now, our country is going through a bit of a scary time, to be honest with you. So Lena and I are moving. We're going to be moving to the Westchester area. Okay. Elizabeth just came back and, uh, you know, she spent a year in Bolivia, so she's moving back. And at first we really miss her and saw very little of her. Now we see a lot of her and uh, it's good, but we need a little bit bigger place. So we move into Westchester. In the move, one of the decisions, big decision, huge, was whether to get cable TV or not. It's going to be, it's important. It's important. Okay. Here's my thinking. It's going to be a little bit of a crazy year. Okay. Politically speaking, our country is going through a little bit of a turmoil, traumatic time. So this year, a lot of things are going to come to a head. And uh, we were thinking, if we get cable news, we're going to catch up on all of that. That's going to be good. If we get cable news, we're going to catch up all of that, which is kind of bad, too. So it's the two, two, two sides of the same coin. So how many of you guys think we should get cable news and all that stuff? No, all right. <laughs> no. It's like, yeah, get away. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. What's that? I get on the internet, right? Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. There's a lot of stuff. Free TV? All right. All right. Oh, I just get it from Mark Shump. Mark Shump is like our local news hound. But the point is, there's going to be a lot of stuff swirling around us. Okay. And uh, I don't know about you, but going back to be with family, too, there's a lot of stuff family-wise, too, right? We spent the uh, first week, uh, first few days at Lena's family and, you know, taking notes on how, you know, how her family is. And we go down to San Francisco and Lena's taking notes on how my family, oh, so that's how Ken is, you know? There's a lot of stuff going on all around us, right? And how we respond to the political scene or our family situation really depends on us. And the goals to lose weight is great. I think the Bible talks about that. You know, the Bible does say that, you know, uh, physical activity is of some value. But so many times we don't work on what's really on the inside. And we bring what we have, the baggage that we have, the problems, the issues that we have from 2018 to 2019, and so on and so on and so on. And I really hope that we get a chance today to really look at some scriptures that will teach us the secret of how to really make a change. Amen? You know, when Jesus started his ministry, he laid out what he called, what we call the Beatitude. It's not a name that he gave, but it's a name that we gave to this section of scripture that Jesus talked about. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all, uh, all, uh, uh, news about him spread all over Syria, and the people brought to him all who were with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the whole region of Jordan, that Jordan, uh, Jordanian valley there followed him. 
Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and he sat down to his disciples and he came, who came to him and he began to teach them. Jesus was getting some great momentum as he was preaching the word and doing healings and he had miraculous powers and, and, and the ability to heal people. And I always wonder about that as well. I says, you know, can I really believe in that? And I thought about it. If he is the son of God, I want to see some miracles. I want to see some physical manifestation of what he can do. But that was not his main focus here while he was here on earth. What was his main focus? To teach God's word. To impart God's word to each one of us. To give us the opportunity to tap into the mind of God and to really think about how we should live our lives as we spend our time here on earth. And I tell you this, Jesus' words are scandalous. They are. Don't expect Jesus to be this nice giver of sage wisdom on how to live a nice life and pass away with your family surrounding you. That's not Jesus' plan. Jesus was more selfish than that in a sense, and he was more greedy, he was more ambitious than that in a sense that he was going after our eternal lives, our soul. So the dreams that we have for this life is different in many ways than the dreams that God has for us because the goals are different. He doesn't want us just to look good for 30 years or 50 years or 20 years or whatever, you know, we want to have it. He wants us to, to be with him for eternity. So the goals and the objectives and the ways to get there are different. You know, the Bible says when Paul was writing to the church in Corinth, he says, where is the wise person? Where is the wise person? You know, where are those self-help books that we bought that we're going to read? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Jews demanded signs, and Greeks are known for this. They look for wisdom. They have a history of great people and philosophers, Socrates, and all these different people, Aristotle, and all these, these great sages. And Paul said that, but we preach what? Cruce, Christ crucified. We preach a greater wisdom, the forgiveness of sins, the ability to expunge ourselves of things that daunts us from the inside year after year after year. And he says, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. You know, that word stumbling in, in the original language is scandalista, where we get our word scandalous. The message of Jesus, it's scandalous. I don't know about you, I kind of like that. <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool, don't you think? That we're a part of something that is not just to try to get us to... To make it. You know, we, we, we often talk, we just want to make it today so we live tomorrow. So we live life that is not what God intended to, to, for us to be. We're just trying to survive. And I don't see that in the Bible. I don't see that in scriptures. I see great things. 
I see victories, like what the Bible says. Like we think we relegate that scripture, you know, the healings and, and the changes to, oh, that's back then, Jesus was around. I don't think so. I think the word of God still has the power today to heal and change us, ourselves, our relationships, and our character. And that's what I want to talk about today. But to those who God has called, if you're visiting with us today, you're, you're called. Out of all the people in the world, God is giving you a chance to listen to God's word. And these enduring words, which have lasted thousands of years, that have gone through the test of time, the ebb and flow of fashion and different philosophies and different thoughts, the word of God is still around. More than ever. Christ, the power of God, the wisdom of God, for the foolishness of God is greater than human wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. That's why the woman who met Jesus says, I don't care if you give me crumbs. If that's all I get, that is better than anything else that I can get. Crumbs from Christ. If there's anything I want to really impart today, is that sense of understanding of what we do have. And not what we don't have. A lot of times we, we live life in a deficit. We're like, we're always thinking about what we don't have. We're like the schleprock of, of this world. No matter what goes on, I'm, I'm dating myself. Schleprock is a character in the 80s and 70s. He still might be around. I talk about him a lot because it means a lot. It's like no matter what happens, there's a little cloud over his head. It's like, oh, it's so bad. It's so terrible. You know, he's walking around. It's sunny all around. And it's okay for people to be like that in a sense because the world is pretty sad. But not for people who know God's word. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It should not be that way. Scandalous. The scandalon is an obstacle in coming to faith. And the cause also, it's a paradox. It's an obstacle, but it's also something that, that God wants us to have, you know, to, to, to overcome in our faith. What is a paradox? A paradox is something that seems opposite of what it's trying to achieve. But yet, at the end of the day, at the end of it all, at the end of our struggles, at the end of our journey, we look at that and we understand it and really value it for what it is. That's what a paradox is. Because initially, it doesn't seem right. Because I'm telling you that at the beginning of the year, this is our goal. Happy is the poor in spirits. My goal this year is to be poor in spirits. What, what a terrible goal, <laughs> right? It's a paradox. To be poor in spirit because theirs is the reign in heaven. This is a virtually a literal translation. This is a literal translation of the Bible. The NIV used blessed, right? But the word itself means happy. You know, a few years ago, Purnell, what's his last name? Wrote a song, Happy, and it was very catchy. All right, he's walking around, you know, the whole world caught on to it. It was catchy because it wasn't just the tune that was catchy, because he, he, it resonated in people's hearts. We want to be happy, right? So that song was translated throughout the world. People walking down the street, you know, people videotaping, different people. You know, here's how we can be happy. Number one, to be poor in 
spirit. What does that mean to be poor in spirit? It means to be humble and to be open and to not use our preconceived notion of how things should be and how things should work dictates the way we see the world. It's poor. When you're poor, what do you do? You ask, right? You go, God, I'm poor in this area of my life, in spirituality. Give me more of who you are, your spirit. You know, when Elijah and Elijah were in this relationship, partnering together, what did, what did the, one of the latter prophets ask? Says, give me a double portion of your spirit. You know, we all want to look good, right? I do too. I mean, I'm on, I'm on point. But first week, right? Last year, I set a goal to run uh, 650 miles. I did 85%. I got up to about 600 miles. Not bad. So I pushed it up this year. I want to do about 16 to 20 miles a week. So I've done 16 already today. I want to do, I want to get off to a good start. I want to look good. I'm in my 50s. I want to look good. I want to look like George Clooney. I got a picture of that guy. I, and I do. He's a hero. But Brad Pitt's a hero. Tom Cruise. I was watching Tom Cruise the other day. He says, man, I've been jealous of this guy for the last 30 years. I want to be, you know, I think he looks so good. Don't you think? Maybe it's just me. I know it's a little weird, but that's just me. That's just how I think. All right. It's inspiring, you know, like Mitt Romney, he's a freshman at 71 years old. He's recreating, he's rechanging his life. A freshman senator from Utah. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Happy the poor in spirits. For they will reign the heavens. It's a paradox. If you give up some things here, the pride, the protectiveness, the way you see things and insistence that it's the way it should be, you will reign in heaven. Isn't that cool? I think that's a good trade-off. Number two, happy the morning. Happy the morning because they will be comforted. They will be comforted. I love this passage because as we start off the year, what's our focus? Do we mourn? Do we look around the world today? And mourn as we should. And this is a really great way to live out lives, our lives. You know why? Because the more we focus on ourselves, the more we are like, woe to me. Right? My nose is kind of crooked. My legs, I think this one is one inch longer. You know, whatever. I'm a little bit round, like David says. When we look at ourselves, that's all we see. But God has a better way. He says, look around you and look at the people around you and see the need of those people. I think one of this year's great goals for us, I think just just something to keep in mind, is to be personally involved in studying the Bible with people. I think a lot of us, I think a lot of times we get in trouble because we're not involved in other people's lives. And we don't see how good we have it as people of God. We don't. Until we sit down and we study with somebody, we're not looking down on anybody. We remember. We go, man, I'm just like that. And there's a gratitude that transcends us. 
greater than just living for ourselves. And this self thing, it's, it's not a good way to live. It's not. Number three, happy the meek. Happy the meek. It's paradise. This is, this is against what the world preaches, don't you think? The world goes, be strong, get out there, show yourself, kick some bottoms. But the Bible says, be meek. And it's not, that's what I love about this passage, there's eight of them, there are eight Beatitudes here. It's not just one or the other, it's all of them being complete. It's God shaping the character and the minds of his people. He says, be meek, because they shall inherit the land. It's a total paradox. It's the opposite. The world says, be the tiger mom or, you know, whatever. And you, you're, you're going to go out, you're going to teach your kids. And God says, leave that up to me. That's what meekness towards God is. We don't have to take control of everything. Hallelujah. Some of us, man, we, we get so fidgety. We even have the, the fidget thing. You know, we have an internal fidget machine. Like, ooh, you know, it's like we worry so much about, I can't control this, so it cannot be good. No! God is saying, be meek towards me. I got this. That's the great thing about being a disciple. You know, there's a lot of injustice around the world. And if there is no God, you should be Rambo. Take a machine gun, you know, whatever, you know, go, to, go, to, go, to, you know, to, you know. But we don't have to. You know what God says? I'm going to take care of this. Give it some time. I always have. I always will. Justice will be done. Be meek. That's a good way to live. The weight of the world, it doesn't have to be on your shoulders. Amen? Life will go on without us. Number four. Happy those hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Because they shall be filled. They shall be filled. The word righteousness, dikaios, means what? It means the right relationship. I think this year, if you're sitting in here today and you're not sure like who God is, maybe you've gone through, you know, there's there's a big movement towards the unchurch. You know, there are a lot of churches that are trying to reach out to the unchurch. But a lot of us, I think, are the some church category. Maybe we've gone through life, we've gone to church, it's disappointing to us. There's no power, it's a waste of time. Chargers are playing right now. What's the score? You know what I'm saying? But the Bible says what? It says that we thirst and we hunger for righteousness, the right things, the right relationship with God. What about making this goal? I don't know who God is. I don't know what the Bible teaches. You know, I want to sit down with somebody and have them teach me. Let's talk. Okay, let's talk. You know, me and Jason went to get a refrigerator the other day, and we met this guy, and we had a good talk with him. And we were pretty straightforward. We said, hey, look, you know, we, we don't want you to follow us. We want you to sit down and study the Bible for yourself. As a matter of fact, we actually think that church can be really dangerous. 
It can't be because it's not like it's a job or something that you can get fired and you get another job. You're, you know, people are speaking, quote unquote, in the name of God kind of thing here. And it can manipulate you. It can hurt you. It can rob your soul. So that's why we insist on you sitting down and studying out the scriptures yourself. What a gift to yourself this, this year is. The right relationship with God. What about the right relationship with one another? Ooh, that's a big one. That's a big one. I come in here with some attitudes and feelings and stuff, just like, just like all of us. And I had some resolutions this year, you know. I, I know that, you know, yeah, let me stay away from this kind of people. Let me stay away from that kind of people and stuff like that. And God, you know, and I was tempted to even think that. I'll be honest with you. Okay? I thought, wow, what a toxic way to think about 2019. I'm already setting up for the fall. I've already lost going into 2019 with that kind of attitude. All right? The right relationship, hungering for the right relationship. For they will be filled. The fulfillment, Jesus says, is that I come here not to take your life away, but to have you live life to what? To the full. That's a promise from God. But it's not magic. It's not like, poof, you know, woo, you know, it's like, ah, something like that. You got to work at it. These are the words to teach us to work at it. That's how. You know, a lot of people get disappointed with Christianity because they come in and they think, oh, it should be magic. I should be like super happy and whatever. It doesn't work that way. You have the potential to be super happy. You have the tools to be super happy. But you got to work at it. Okay? That's, that's what I found out. I've been at the side for 30 years. That's, that's my conclusion. Is he gives us the tools, we got to work at it. And these are the tools here. Happy to kind, because they shall find kindness. I appreciate one of our campus student, Elias, gave me a call. He says, you know, I, I saw this family. They're just walking around the street. Mom and dad with a kid. They don't have anywhere to go. Elias put them up in a hotel room for one night. Elias doesn't have a lot of money. He's a campus student. I wonder what hotel room he put him up in. But that's another story. That's another story, all right? But I appreciate the thought. I appreciate the heart. Blessed are the kind. Because they shall find kindness. They shall find kindness. Let's be kind this year. Let's treat people with respect. When we order something at a restaurant, let's look people in the eye. Let's say thank you. Amen? Little things. Little things. Say thank you for things that are done to us. Don't take things for granted. You know, me and Lena, we've been married for 26 years. We take each other for granted. We set a rule every day. We're going to encourage you about three things. It's always the same thing, Lena says. Yeah, nice shirt, Ken. Nice shirt. Nice shirt. Yeah, just kidding. It's more than that. I'd be kind. Happy, the clean at heart. And I'd be blessed are the pure in heart. You know, it's big, right, these days. We live in a world where we, you know, it's, it's a good way. It's, it, I, I think it's good. We're more informed about what we put into our bodies now than ever. It's great. They force McDonald's to put all, all the calories. You know, they force them, man. I think McDonald's didn't volunteer that information. You think McDonald's volunteered that? Somebody forced them to do that. Right? All the ingredients. Good stuff. Because we're more cognizant of what we want to put in our body. That's a good thing. 
about what we put in our hearts? What, what, what about that? I hate it when people say, that's a victimless crime. No, it's not. Pornography is not a victimless crime. It's not. When I was in college, I went to a strip show, one of those quarter thing with my buddies. It's before I even became a Christian or studied the Bible. Just humanity. You put a quarter in, the thing comes down, you see people dancing naked. I did that, I cried in the booth. These are human beings, a quarter. At that time, you, you could buy an examiner, a, a newspaper with a quarter. Let's treat each other with dignity. It's not about discipline. It's not about just, I gotta be disciplined, I gotta get checked. How about, how about just, just, just loving people? And treating people with dignity. Whether you're in your room or in a strip, whatever, don't go in the strip, don't go there. No, don't go there, don't go there. No, don't go there, bad, bad, you know. Right? In your room, treat yourself, treat, treat with dignity. Not, that's not me. I got three girls. That, that topic's really close to me. Peer in hearts. Isn't that cool? Clean out the old hearts. Let's figure out, this week here, let's figure out the kind of junk that I have in there. Attitude towards people, pride for attitude. Let's get it out. Happy the peacemaker. And I want to do seven and eight at the same time because I want to close it out by saying this. The Bible teaches us to be complete people. Right? Sometimes we look at the peacemaker part and we go, okay, I'm just a nice guy, try to avoid things. That's making peace. That's not making peace. That's being a people pleaser and avoiding things. Being true peacemaker takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of humility. It takes a lot of acceptance of your own part, my own part in this issue. But number eight says, blessed are those who persecuted for righteousness say, because they work together. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not being a people pleaser. You get persecuted if you're a peacemaker sometimes. It's courage. It's, it's, it takes work. Okay? To really put these things together. And as I close out here, I hope that as we can start off the year in a great way. And I think these eight Beatitudes are a great way to really tether ourselves, anchor ourselves to the Word of God, and let these guide us throughout the year. Amen. God bless. Have a great week. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.